Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, fitness for real people, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. On today's show, Gabrielle interviews Dr. John McGrail, a clinical hypnotherapist, self-improvement expert, and spirituality teacher. Dr. McGrail is the author of The Synthesis Effect, Your Direct Path to Personal Power and Transformation. They discuss his process dedicated to helping people create health, wellness, personal change, growth, empowerment, and spiritual balance. And now here's your host, personal trainer and stretch therapist, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar. And on today's episode, I have Dr. John McGrill, author of The Synthesis Effect, Your Direct Path to Personal Power and Transformation. Welcome to the show. Hi, nice to be with you. Yeah. So today we're going to talk a little bit about your book. So what is the synthesis effect and how did you come about it? Well, the synthesis effect is just that. It's an effect. It's learning how to live your life virtually free of suffering, which is the the effect of using the process that I call synthesis. And of course, kind of a tough name. And I've done so many of these shows and it's so hard to say. I get it tongue-tied all the time. But the reason I call the process synthesis is because it literally uses a variety of different techniques, models, methods, and traditions, leveraging both the conscious logical part of our mind, which we are all so used to using, and the much more powerful subconscious slash spiritual part of the mind, which really controls most of our existence, together to create or synthesize a better version of you, whatever that may be. And you know, obviously different people have a different version of that, but the name of my company is A Better You Incorporated. And so synthesis the process when used correctly and diligently creates the effect of ultimately getting over whatever's holding you back and learning to live your life virtually free of suffering. It's never perfect, but it's amazing how virtually free of suffering we can make it. So when you talk about using synthesis to get over whatever is ailing you, essentially, what kind of things are you talking about as far as things that people come to you for? You know, one of the things that I love about what I do is that I literally work across the behavioral spectrum. If it's not psychosis or organic or mental illness or an organic brain damage, I probably work with it. So it stems from you know, low self-esteem, low self-confidence, unwanted or unhealthy habits, patterns, emotional feelings, stress and anxiety are two very, very big ones these days for obvious reasons. But they have been for actually quite a long time before COVID. It just exacerbated it all to helping people perform better, doing things they're already doing well. I work with a lot of athletes and actors, writers, musicians who are already at the top of their game, but want to get better. Our mind controls our existence and this process is all about helping us get our minds working the way we want them to rather than the way we think we're stuck with. So it can be anything from getting over a habit to creating a new one that that you'd like, a healthy habit, so that you're, you're feeling better about yourself. Self-esteem, self-confidence, it, it's really all-encompassing, all and that's what makes it so much fun. And how exactly do those two things work together? How does that synthesis process work? Well, a good question. First of all, um, you have to want whatever it is. You know, we always start, when I work with a new client, I always start with the conscious part of the process. And there are certain requirements. It's a model I call the formula for change. Now, again, the change can be anything. 
But if you want to make a change in your life, there are certain energies, if you will, that you have to bring to the party at a conscious level. You have to want it, and it's got to be sincere, and it's got to be for yourself. You have to be willing to commit to the process. You know, we live in an age where everybody wants instant gratification. Give me a pill, and then I'll be better. It doesn't work like that. It is a process. Creating a change, going from where you are to where you want to be, it involves steps. So you have to totally commit to the process, which means your attitude has to be, I will do whatever it takes to get this done. Now, what people find is that it doesn't really take that much, but if you're not consistent with it, then you're not going to get results. And then you have to combine that with a lot of love, honor, and respect for yourself, which is where we often start because we're very good at not doing that in our society. And when we combine those energies with a little, a little intention, some expectation, that's sort of the magic juice, using these tools and techniques, the mind changes profoundly and quickly. And the next thing you know, we have created what I call a new reality, and we're off to the races. So I think kind of the hard part is, is that I think people think they want something or they believe they want something, but it really, when it really comes down to it, they don't want it enough or they're not willing to commit to the process to get to what they want. They're not, they're not committed to it. How do you, how do you get to that point where you feel that somebody is committed or how do you get them committed to make that change or commit to the process of getting to their result? It's really pretty simple. Most of the time, you have to remember, by the time people get to me, they're often in desperation. They've tried everything. And I hear that over and over and over again. I've tried traditional therapy. I've tried this. I've tried that. And nothing has worked. So here I am. You're my last resort. And of course, you know, I, I and understand that because what I do is not mainstream as some of these other activities. But the truth of the matter is, I screen every client before I let them in the office. I don't take a case if I don't feel there's sincere desire there. And then in our very first session, we talk about what that commitment means. And I explain to them what it's going to require. Daily reinforcing effort. I'm going to give you exercises to do. I'm going to give you some uh, very simple techniques to learn. If you use them consistently, then your mind will accommodate. If you don't, if you expect magic, if you expect to go from A to Z, which is what everybody wants, and it never, ever, ever works. And I was a victim of that for many years. <laughs> I think oh, I, yeah, I just want to be there. Uh, you know, tap me on the head and make me different. Um, so they know going into the process what they have to do. And I'll be quite frank, if a client doesn't follow through and they don't commit to the process and, they, and I find out after two or three sessions, I resign them. I say, you know what, this is not a good fit for you. You're wasting your time and a fair amount of money. And guess what? You're wasting my time. I only want to work with people who really, really want this. And if you do, it is amazing how quickly your dynamics can change. And so I really try to make sure that when I start working with someone, they're serious about it and they know what they need to do. They, it's no, there's no secret and they don't say, oh, you never told me that. They know right out of the gate when we start working together what's going to be required of them. And again, it's not really that much, but consistent effort is the key. So let's say somebody who, a client who would come to me for, for weight loss. Obviously, I only do one piece of the puzzle or a couple pieces of the puzzle, let's say. Um, but there is a mental aspect to losing weight and starting a health and fitness program. Uh, so the mental 
part of losing weight is very difficult. It's very hard to get started. It's very hard to change your diet and habits. What would somebody have to do to say, win the weighing game? Win the, what is, what is your, yeah, win the, oh, win win the, the waiting game. Waiting game. Waiting game. Because it is a game yes. and most of us lose and we yes. try over and over again. And, over and over. Well, I found a long time ago that um, it's not about weight loss. And the first thing I tell people when they say, I want to lose weight is say, I don't do weight loss. And they'll go, what are you talking about? I say, what I do and what we will do is teach you how to be terminally kind to yourself so that the choices you need to make in order to lose weight, and they are simple, eat right and move more. There is no secret formula, as you so well know. If we do that and you are terminally kind to yourself, so the choices that you need to make become compelling and then habitual, there's a beautiful side effect more or less of you, a leaner, lighter you. Mm -hmm. And so I work on making the choices compelling. So it, it's compelling for me to eat correctly. It's compelling for me to put my sneakers on and go for a walk. And we, we do that with hypnotherapy. We can put in what we call post-hypnotic suggestions so that as the client actually makes the choices, they get that little buzz. Yay, I'm doing something really cool for myself. And it's amazing how quickly with that commitment that actually happens. And I've had people after two or three sessions with me go out and lose 100 pounds because they got the mindset. Once you have the mindset, then the actual mechanics of it become compelling and habitual and the body has to do what it does, which is burn the fuel you have stored aboard that we call fat and there's less of you. Yeah, and I think we look at things as, you, you look at eating a certain way and doing certain things for yourself as treating yourself well, like eating a donut and having cake or having soda, that's a treat. But if you change your mindset to having a salad or eating a better meal at dinner is treating your body well, then you're changing that pathway. You're changing that pathway in your brain to understand that this is treating your body better. And now I feel better. And now I'm going for a walk. And now I'm feeling better. And now I'm sleeping better which is also another one of your uh, hypnotherapy uh, self-courses. Um, yes. It's called uh, Sleep Tight Every Night, um, which is sleeping. I mean, how many people come to you, I'm sure, that say they're not sleeping well? How many, many people have money brain? Money brain. <laughs> I, I would like money brain. <laughs> Monkey <Yeah>. brain, <laughs> where they're <laughs> up all night with their mind going and going and going and can't sleep or they toss and turn, or just aren't sleeping well for who knows how many reasons. Uh, but sleep is such an important factor in your personal health. If yes. we're not sleeping well, we're not getting the restore, restorative part of our health. So, you know, just that little piece as well. So ex explain a little bit about uh, about your self-hypnosis courses since we're, we're talking about those. Sure. Well, first of all, hypnosis in and of itself is a natural state of consciousness. Whether we know it or not, we all experience it every day. 
It's just part of being alive. Anytime you watch a good movie and have an emotional experience, you've actually been in hypnosis. So it's something that we all do. Hypnotherapy uses that state of consciousness. We induce it on purpose, and it creates a very open, receptive state of mind, which is what we need in order to create changes. So these courses, the, the sleeping course, first of all, Mother Nature designed us to sleep beautifully. It is in our DNA to sleep. But in our society, modern Western culture, and what I mean by that is technology-driven culture, which is most of the, of the civilized world now, we have become so energetically imbalanced that we're chronically stressed, often anxious, and when you are chronically stressed and anxious, you don't sleep very well. If our ancestors were being hunted by a group of saber-toothed tigers to be just a little wacky, they wouldn't sleep very well until they got away. We are in that fight-flight mode every day. It's part of our society, it's part of our culture, and it is very, very corrosive to our health. So what we have to do is rebalance those energies, which is what hypnosis is very good at doing, using the conscious and the subconscious mind. Once you get rebalanced, guess what? Mother Nature takes over. The monkeys go to sleep and you go to sleep. It's really quite simple. And, but it does, again, it takes desire and commitment. You have to make sure you're eating well. You have to get enough exercise. You have to do all the things that we need to do to create that energetic balance. We are nothing more than energy processing machines. We don't like to think of ourselves that way, but that's really what we are. If our physical, emotional, and spiritual energies are balanced, we live beautifully. If not, which is the case for most of us, then we have dis-ease. And of course, lack of sleep is one of those. Yeah, and we've, I've been talking about, a lot, that, about that a lot on my podcast recently is, is energies and how we are energy. And even if you think about, if you think about what we put into our body, your body is burning energy when you eat, when you digest, you're using that energy to keep yourself alive, to keep yourself going, to keep yourself moving. And it's just this cycle of energy coming in and out of your body. So why wouldn't we believe that anything that we do mentally, physically, emotionally is a cycle of energy? You know, it's it's very important to think that we have to be using those energies in a positive way otherwise they kind of get locked up in there and stuck in there and that's why we get knots in our body and and why we have disease and why we get migraines and why so many things happen to us that haven't been around for thousands of years a lot of diseases are new a lot of Things that are happening to us now in the modern civilized world are not things that we would have seen even a hundred years ago. So this chronic stress that we've created for ourselves with all this new technology that's supposed to be treating us better and doing <laughs> making things easier for us is not allowing us to sleep at night or allowing us to sit here on a Zoom call as we're doing right now and not be up walking around, even just walking around in an office instead of sitting on Zoom all day long. Now people are working from home more. So instead of getting up and walking to the cafeteria, walking to your car, you're walking to your refrigerator. Right. It's, it's a very different world that we're living in, even just in the last two years. Absolutely correct. Everything you said, Gabrielle, is spot on. 
if you look at the indigenous cultures of the world, the tribal cultures, the primitive people that don't live the way we do, you see that they do not suffer from a lot of these really weird esoteric diseases, IBS and Crohn's and lupus and all these other autoimmune deficiencies. They don't, they're not obese, they're not this, they're not that, because they live in an energetic balance with their world, which they have been doing for thousands of years. We have become very imbalanced. Now, just because we are spending our day on Zoom, and I'm one of those people now, I, as I told you before we started the show, probably 60%, maybe 75% of my client sessions all over the world are on Zoom because of the COVID thing. Mm -hmm. I don't see too many people in the clinic, so I'm sitting on my butt most of the time. But, and, that doesn't mean that when we're off, we can't put our sneakers on and go for a walk, or walk to the store, or go to the gym, or do, we can maintain energetic balance, but we're not programmed to do that. So we have to make a conscious desire or a conscious decision to say, you know what, I'm wigged out. And if anybody out there that's listening to this is not sleeping well, or they're chronically stressed, or they're feeling anxious, or they're overweight, because you know what, you're right, we eat energy. If we eat too much energy, the body stores it happily. It's called fat. All yes. that is is energy that hasn't been burned. And so if we, are, if we are that way, we've created it. And the whole process of synthesis, if you will, is to undo that and create the balance that we want. It really is nothing more than creating energetic balance, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, consciously, and subconsciously, in this wonderful little mixing pot of easy but powerful techniques and models that once you create that balance, your suffering goes away. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is so perfectly put because I actually just heard a study today that was saying that just 7,000 steps a day can increase your longevity by 60%. Just 7,000 steps a day. So, I mean, that's a mile, maybe? A little bit more. It's probably about two and a half. It's not much. I mean, it's not much. You can do that in about 25 minutes. Exactly. You know? So, yeah. you know, little, there are little things like even just a self hypnosis. How, how long does a self hypnosis take one of your, one of your self hypnosis sessions? Most of the time, well, the, the, it depends on the program, frankly. The sleeping program is very comprehensive. There's daytime activities, nighttime activities, and there's hypnosis. There are little mini hypnosis sessions, but the hypnosis sessions themselves, 15 to 20 minutes. Um, a now, day. A day. Yeah. And the after work uh, takes about 10 minutes. Every client that I work with gets homework to do, and it's designed to incorporate what we do with hypnosis, which affects certain parts of the brain and the mind with meditative techniques that affect other parts of the brain and the mind, but together they work so beautifully to create this new mindset. But really, you're talking 10, 15, 20 minutes a day. That's not very much time. And it's amazing how profoundly your life changes when you start, you know, let's just take that 7,000 steps. So you give yourself 25 minutes a day, maybe at lunch, to put your sneakers on, leave the office and go for a walk. Listen to the birds, watch the sky, see the sun, feel the wind. And you do that every day. In about two weeks, you're gonna start feeling like a new human being. And then your body's gonna start responding. You're gonna lose weight. It's gotta happen, provided you make some adjustments. If you eat donuts every day, it's not gonna work. But, you mean you know, I can't add 25 minutes a day and then eat a donut? Well, you, well, you can if you want to stay right where you are. 
But if you want to have a little bit less of you, which most <laughs> of us do, because there's a little too much of us, and you, then you have to make some adjustments for a while. Then once you get there, then maintaining it is really easy. But the cool part about this, and Mother Nature gave us this wonderful response, um, that when we do the right thing, when we take that time, um, we have a pharmacy between our ears called the endocrine system, and there are these two very powerful chemicals called dopamine and serotonin, which are our natural feel-good drugs. And when you start getting those squirted into your system, you feel really, really good, and you don't even know why. It doesn't require drugs, it doesn't require wine, it doesn't require anything. It's just doing the right thing. And when you do it, it feels amazing. And that's really what this process is about, helping people create that. And now take 25 minutes and add a 10 to 15 minute self-hypnosis session or a 10 to 15 minute meditation every single day. Now we're talking 35 to 40 minutes a day. Really at the end of the day, that's not that much time. You've got 24 hours in a day. Granted, eight of those you're sleeping. Minus travel time, minus work time, minus kid time, minus eating time. But... I'm sure that 40 minutes of that time, you're probably watching TV or on your phone or doing something that you could switch out that time with because there are only so many t hours in a day. Time is finite. It's, we don't have infinite time. We don't have all the time in the world. But if you're taking time from one one hand and moving it to the other hand and you get that do dopamine going and you get those endorphins going and then you start losing weight and then you start feeling better mm -hmm. your world can change immensely will change immensely w will change yes yeah. you're correct yes and absolutely. if everybody i don't know about you but i get a report every week what my screen time was and if you subtract the time that you were actually working <laughs> from your total screen time I bet it's really easy to find that 30 minutes every day. It really is. And it is so worth it because, as you said, you will live longer, you will be healthier, you will feel better. There's no part of your life that doesn't get better. None. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, I think it's it's very important that that we add this type of time to our, our lives, especially now more than ever. I think that people are in, in a time, we're in crisis. I think a lot of people are in crisis. Yes. And, and I don't think we knew how bad of a crisis we were in until we were hit with all of this because, you know, now we're all just ready to work on ourselves a lot. I think people are ready to do a lot of looking into ourselves and changing ourselves and i mean i've seen a lot of it i think people are ready to come back to the gym people are ready to start doing things to make themselves better because we've all seen how awful it can be and that things can change in an instant and we don't even know when so if not now when you know Absolutely. You know, it's, it's really interesting that you mentioned that. Um, one of the things, well, first of all, our normal routines before COVID, uh, most, I, I can't say everybody, but most people, you, you, you make yourself so busy that you don't really pay attention to the stuff that's bothering you. And there's not a human being on the planet that doesn't have stuff. I don't care who you are. And what COVID did when we became locked down and isolated 
was take away those activities, those distractions, those repressions, and some, this stuff doesn't go away. It bubbles back up. And now you have to look at it because you can't do anything to distract yourself. And I can tell you that when you get to the place where you're feeling anxious, now you are really over the edge. It's very difficult to pull yourself back from that. It usually requires assist, uh, assistance of some sort. However, because people were forced to look at their stuff and then say, you know what, I really, really, and I've been putting this off for a long time. Now they are willing to get some help. They are willing to go back to the gym. And I have never been busier in my entire career. And I've been doing this for quite a long time. And fortunately, I, you know, I built a reputation quite a few years ago. So I've been very busy. My practice has been great. But now I've got a wait list that it can get crazy. And that's good because now people really do want to do the work. And then when they find out it's really not that much work after all, and I, oh, I waited so, so many years, I've been dealing, you know, and hey, I feel great. So the thing is, you can feel very, very much better in a very short period of time if you get the right help. Right. And it's a great point that you make, that people are actually willing to do that. And I love it. I love to see people empower their lives. That's why I am do what I do. Yep. And I, I'm right there with you. I, I get been, it. Yeah. been very busy. Uh, and it's it's great to see that people are are coming back into the world and wanting to be healthy again mentally and physically and emotionally and working on themselves in all aspects myself included i mean i think i even i allowed myself to let go of a lot of things my own practices my own fitness program my own meditations my own habits that I had created for myself, I allowed myself to fall away from those things and even saw how it had changed myself and my attitude and my feelings and anxieties and stresses and all those things bubbled up that I had to get back into those practices for myself as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's everybody, like you said, we all we all have things and we all have to work on things and, and it's we're all dealing with it and all moving forward. And, you know, we're all in this together. We're all in this world together. And, and that's what we're here to do. We're here to help everybody get through this to through everything, you know, not just through COVID, not just through it, whatever people are dealing with, but, you know, that we can relate to them, to everyone, to everything, because we have our things too, you know. Absolutely. And, and if we don't, as a species, we're not going to be here very long. I, I often say that, you know, human beings rule the planet because we got intellect, which is very powerful, and we have our thumbs. <laughs> we now know there are species that are probably as smart as we are. They have very, very intricate social structures and communication abilities, but they don't have these. And there are some creatures that got these and not the brains. So we got them both. We rule the planet not very well. Uh, obviously, and we don't know for how much longer if we stay on this track. And that's why, you know, modern society, technology driven society is so imbalanced. And if you look back to the indigenous cultures of the world that we most often ignore or deride because they're primitive, they, those folks, and this is one of the, the cornerstones of the whole process I developed because when I was doing my, uh, my PhD work, I started studying native philosophies. I've always been sort of interested in it. And I realized that in, in the old days, 
excuse me, before mass media, etc. We had these cultures all over the planet. They did not know one another existed. And yet, if you look at the core philosophies of, of how they lived, whether it was Australian Aborigines, Native Americans, African tribes, doesn't matter. The, if, and you scrape off the, uh, what I call the cultural semantics, the, the actual rituals, the, you know, the different things they did were different. The core philosophy of how they lived in balance with the earth and nature and themselves is almost identical. And these folks had no idea that one another existed. So there's gotta be something there. Right. And what it is, when you boil it down, is balance, living in balance with yourself, with your fellows, with the planet, and if we can ever get back to living in balance with the planet, the, you know, we, we always say, you hear this, we got to save the earth. We don't have to save the earth. The earth is going to be fine. We may not be here, but right. the earth will be fine. So we have to save ourselves. And this is all about that. And, and as bad as this whole thing has been for the last couple of, couple of years, it's great that it has given people, if not the opportunity, the requirement to slow down and look at what's going on and now you have a chance to take action and change it. So I absolutely agree with you. I think you're, you're spot on. And it's great to see people doing that because that's our key to survival. Maybe those, what is that Australian tribe that was carnivores? Maybe they aren't the same as, <laughs> maybe they don't have the same core values as the Aborigines. <laughs> well, um, again, they're, they're, just kidding. they're people, just kidding. humans are inherently imperfect. There's a question about that. And, and they had their foibles, but their foibles weren't anywhere near as catastrophic as ours. No, I'm <laughs> so, so the synthesis effect, your book, um, you yes. can find that on Amazon. Yes. Barnesandnoble.com, Amazon in both paperback and ebook. Okay. Uh, it's not in stores anymore. Hopefully we're going to have a second printing and make a few changes and, and make it better, which is what second printings are for. And then it'll be back in the stores, but bookstores, well, first of all, there are hardly any left. Right. And they don't, they don't keep books on the shelves very long anymore. So yeah, but online it's still, it's out there and, uh, uh, either ebook or paperback. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else that you would like to leave, uh, leave our listeners with today? I would. You know, you and I are all about health and wellness and creating balance in our lives. And the one thing that I love, whether it's on a show like this or if I'm doing a, a, a keynote or a motivational seminar or a speech, I try to remind the audience, it doesn't feel this way, but you have everything you need within you to create the life of your dreams. I promise you, you do. You will probably need some assistance, which is where you and I and people like us come in. But if you are desirous enough to create the change and you get the right help, it is amazing how fast you can transform your life. And I always say to everybody, please do it because life is so precious. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, even coaches have coaches, so. Absolutely. <laughs> we all we all do, but thank you so much, uh, Dr. John McGrill, this, um, the synthesis effect. There you go. Not tongue-tied. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. Some great information. I really appreciate it. Um, you also have your hypnosis, self-hypnosis courses uh, on your website, uh, drjohnmcgrill.com. And hypnotherapy Los Angeles, all okay. one word.com. There are okay. two, two sites, uh, but the products are available and you can buy the book through the websites as well. It'll take you right to Amazon. 
And it was a great pleasure to be with you. Yes, thank you very, very much. I really appreciate it. My um, pleasure. Thank you everyone so much for listening and we will see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. If you would like more information on today's episode, you can find it in the show notes and on Gabrielle's website at www.destinationfitcations.com. Visit to keep an eye out for upcoming fitcations. Be sure to share the show, give this podcast a review and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Join us next week to hear more stories from people just like you. This has been the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People with Gabrielle Mazar.